Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Indeed, you can talk to us right now. Talk to me right now. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones. He would be the first one you'd talk to. Very amiable soul. And uh, I would be the next one that you will talk to. And semi-amiable. Depends on how you catch me and how you treat me. (laughs) But we're here to talk about the plants at your place, your landscape, your garden. Let's talk about what you can plant now, what uh, what you need to replant now, whatever. Every week that passes... Some more things come back and sprout out. I've been looking at more crepe myrtles, and that just seems like they're all going to come back out. And all the live oaks, just almost all of them. Some of them look wretched still. They have brown leaves and green leaves coming up in the middles of them, and and they're going to be okay for the most part. And then we have some other plants that didn't do so well through the cold. So that's still hanging around two months and, and two days afterwards. But anyway, we're here to talk about your plants and how you can have a beautiful lawn this summer, how your vegetables are doing, whatever you'd like to talk about. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call. That that number that Kelly gave you just now is the number, and all the lines are empty as we begin. We have four lines. Why don't we fill them up right now? Wouldn't that be nice? I think it would. certainly would make my heart uh, beat a little more calmly. 888-256-1080. Live on a Saturday morning, a cool Saturday morning across much of Texas, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, it's 888-256-1080. Call right now, won't you please? 888-256-1080. Well, if you're having a couple of uh, grassy weeds, and I put these up on my Facebook page yesterday because a lot of people uh, confuse some of these, and they're very confused on pre-emergence and post-emergent weed killers and all of that. Rescue grass is all across Texas right now, and it is in full seed. A lot of people say, oh, that's crabgrass. No, you're hardly seeing crabgrass yet. It it may have sprouted in the southern half of the state, but it's certainly not going to seed yet, and its seeds do not, its seed heads don't look anything like rescue grass. If you picture the emoji of prayer, uh, you're typing something and, and two hands held in prayer, that's what the seed head of rescue grass looks like. Rescue grass is a clumping, dark green grass, very coarse-bladed, and it has seed heads that just clasp together. They're, oh, let me hold my finger, about an inch long, and just shaped like a flattened pear. It's one way of looking at it. It's rather symmetrical and, and like your hands folded in prayer. All right, so that's uh, not not with your fingers interlocked, just pressed together in prayer. Um, That's rescue grass, and it's just within two or three weeks of being gone for this year, dead, finished, run its life cycle. It germinates in the fall. And that's why we talk about putting out a pre-emergent weed killer around the 1st of September. And I know a lot of people will say, well, I did that. And years will vary, and application rates, uh, not rates, but uh, techniques will vary and all of that. So I I understand. You may not get perfect control, and if you miss it by a few days and it's already germinated, then that one's on you. But dimension or halts or bayland are three of the common ones, dimension, halts, or bayland. And they're in several different products each, and they're available at all the places you buy garden supplies. And that first, well, it's between the 25th of August and the 5th of September for most of Texas. South Texas, you'd probably apply maybe a week later. Panhandle, maybe a week earlier. But those are pre-emergent weed killers. The granules have to go on before you can see the weeds, before they germinate, before they sprout. Once they're up, 
you don't get a second chance. And so that's that's what you're seeing now is is the aftermath, the final days of uh, rescue grass. It's common over all kinds of lawns, big old wide bladed, ugly grass. Not to be confused with Dallas grass, which is perennial. Um, seed heads look totally different on those two grasses. D a l l i s, by the way, Dallas grass. If you want to Google them and look at the two, I put a lot of photos up yesterday to compare uh, crabgrass and um, rescue grass and also annual bluegrass. These are up on my Facebook page, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L, Sperry. So uh, take a look at those, and uh, uh, annual bluegrass is the same thing. It germinates in the fall, and it has 10,000 seed heads right now, and they're tiny. So anyway, that's, that's where that is. Uh, otherwise, I'd rather talk to you about what is on your mind, and that can be done at 888 256 1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We'll take my first uh, break for this uh, program, and uh, then hopefully we'll come back to your calls. Uh, Here until just a little before 12 noon. So call now. Don't be waiting until right before 12 noon, because you know what happens when you do that. You don't don't get quite the... Quite the service that you deserve for calling my program, so I hope you will call. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. That's my latest book, and I have a very special limited-time offer on the fifth printing. It's on the presses right now. I hope they're running those presses today. They were running a little behind. I got a call from the president of the company uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, saying we're a little behind by a week or so. Oh, great. Not what I wanted to hear. But he was very apologetic. I said, please, ramp it up. I have people waiting for the book. Please put the big hustle on it. And he said, we're doing, we're doing that. We're going to do that. There's 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and 11 chapters that covers all aspects of outdoor gardening in Texas. Lawns, landscaping, flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening, it's all in there, including a 48-page calendar of critical gardening tasks with great details of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. I've never had that in a calendar before. Uh, in a, a book before. It's all there for you, and it's only thirty-one ninety-five plus tax and postage. It will go to thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage as soon as I get my copies in my hand. That's two or three weeks from now. So if you'd like to get that uh, on-the-press sale, do it now. Don't delay because the price will go up, and it'll never come back down to thirty-one ninety-five uh, again. It'll be a signed copy. And your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. We've sold uh, 60,000 copies so far of the first four printings. Not one request for a refund yet. There'll be one sometime, and I'll tell you when it happens. But so far, none. And I think you'll be satisfied with it, be very happy with it. Signed copy of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Totally different from my old cowboy boot book done in 1991 and 1982. This will not be in stores and it won't be on Amazon. There are two ways to order it. One of them you can do right now. That's the one to do. That's my website at neilsperry.com. Or you can call my office Monday through Friday, uh, business hours, 9 to 5. That's at 800 800- 752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. 
There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. Let me tell you about something that's been made in America for 90 years. That's Mueller Metal Roofing, Mueller Steel Buildings, made right here by people who care about quality of both materials and workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, maybe even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA, and with 33 branches for sales and service, there is a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property, and you're supporting local jobs and local families, ordinary hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. Mueller Metal Roofing and Steel Buildings, 90 years of making customers' dreams come true. When a business has been around for 90 years, you know they're doing things right. Visit MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553. Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Mueller made in America and made to last. MuellerInc.com. More after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very much. We actually have a line open beyond that if you'd like to grab it and just make sure you have it. It's 888-256-1080, live on the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, all the way from Amarillo to Victoria and Corpus Christi and all the way from Alpine to Crockett. That's a pretty good coverage of the state of Texas and about 30 stations in between. I love doing this program. It causes me to have to think. You know? <laughs> you know? That's kind of fun. Let's go to Don in Amarillo. Don, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Yes, sir. I'm doing super. Appreciate your call. How can I help? Well, I was driving through uh, south of Wichita Falls through some of the ranch land, and I noticed a lot of trees that were blooming, these small white blooms. They look a lot like a hawthorn or a mulberry, and I just wonder if you have any idea what would be blooming this time that area right now yes all right and this is wichita falls well south of that down towards uh, archer city okay and archer city and how tall were these i mean you gave me two trees that are vastly different in size and look so i'm having to i'm having to do some they're not small i didn't see any thorns on them like a hawthorn has all right uh, but they're they're just they're covered with them, and the trees varied from eight feet to twelve feet tall. All right, um, they were scattered out. They weren't like a, just one area. They were just scattered out through several miles. Right, and they were they were native trees. They were not in landscapes. Yeah, yeah okay. native. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm thinking now, and I'm really trying to help you, but I'm also thinking about the fact that it is. Uh, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and so I, I'm I'm going to think back to two weeks ago what was blooming in our area, uh, because uh, they are about two weeks behind in that area. Uh, Mexican plum is what I was thinking about to start with. They were finished by then, and I don't know that their native range goes quite that far northwest, or west anyway. Um, that would be a starting point for me, Mexican plum. I really need more to go on. I, you didn't take any photos, did you? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't, but the guy with me did. If if you have a way of posting a photo on my Facebook page, that would be a, a really big help. That'd be a huge help. I'd okay. be glad. The closer they are, the better. The better the help would be. I beg your pardon. 
I, I don't do Facebook, so I can't do that. But Well, he could, though, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll check with him and see. So, and if he can't, uh, this—I'm sorry—I'm doing this because I'm—I'm I'm blowing the whistle on myself. If he can't, his grandchild probably can. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I've found in my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, a pic, a photo would really help. The problem is, and if you're talking about Washington hawthorn, which I've used to decorate my wedding flowers when my wife and I were married up in Ohio 54 years ago. Uh, it's a little prickly, but it, beautiful foliage. But those leaves are about one fifth the size of mulberry leaves, and so I'm, yeah, I'm trying I, I to have, have trying a to compare the two. Not the Washington hawthorn. I know that. Okay, you, you guys, where you are in Amarillo, are about one of the few places in Texas where that's used very much. Um, yeah. All right. No, I know that's not Washington hawthorn. I'm just saying what you gave me as the two examples are are vastly different. I'm trying to think what else would be. Let me let me just brainstorm on it a little bit, and and uh, maybe somebody will call and and give a suggestion. Uh, we have we have listeners in that general area, and maybe somebody will rescue me. I think I, I need a life buoy right now. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> all right, Don. I'll try to help. Okay, thank you. Take care. Thanks for the call. It's a good challenge. Let's go to Alice in Giddings. Alice, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm wonderful. What can I do for you? Yes, I ha- we have, it's called, a, I guess, like a fire grass. There, it, it, when you touch it, it burns like fire. <laughs> and it's in our lawn. It's all over our lawn. Uh, it's in the carpet grass and also in the Bermuda grass. Is there something that we can put on there to kill it without hurting the carpet grass and Bermuda grass? All right, I need to have you be a little more, um, little more definitive on on uh, on helping me identify it. Are you sure it's a grass or is it a broadleaf? Well, it's plant? a weed. It's a it's, like it's a, a broadleaf plant. It's probably stinging nettle, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, like when you touch it, it looks like a Almost like a uh, clover type thing. But All right, it's not really hang on, size. hang on. I have clover. I have two possibilities for you. Hang on just a second. One of the ones I want you to look up to Google is stinging nettle. N e t t l e. I've changed my mind on what I think it is, but I want to finish that one up first. That's the one that you can brush against and not even realize you've touched a plant, and it burns. It puts a poison into your arm. That stings right. like like a scorpion bite. That's that stinging nettle. Uh, both stinging of these nettle, plants, okay. both of these plants can be controlled with the same product. So I'm going to give both of them to you. Uh, the one I'm now thinking of, and I want to ask you a question: Do you ever see flowers on this? Mm, I don't think so. All right. And when you say it looks like clover, describe the leaves. Do they? Let me let me ask a different way. Do you you know what a mimosa tree looks like, right? Yeah. All right. Does yeah, this in, does this in yeah, any way look like, like a curly? Hang on, hang on, just like a second. A curly hang on, hang on, just a second. Does this in any way look like a mimosa leaf in a very shrunken, uh, tiny uh, version? Uh, it's more like a curly leaf. All right. I I just I can't go any farther. Mimosa pudica is the is the uh, sensitive briar. Uh, it is the plant that you touch and the leaves fold. And it can be in a lawn and people don't notice it until it blooms. You touch it and it really, it, it doesn't sting like stinging nettle, but its little 
spines are so sharp and so tiny that you're not really aware that you're being prickled by a bunch of needles. So that's the other one to look for. Any of these, if they if they are uh, not grasses, you know, there are lots of grasses that are weeds, like Johnson grass and Dallas grass. But if if yeah, it's a no, if it's, it's a if yeah. hang on hang on just a second if it's a broadleaf plant, a non-grassy plant, then a broadleafed weed killer will control it and can be used in both of the grasses you mentioned. That's going to be a product containing 2,4-D, 2,4-D. It's going to say on the label, broadleafed weed killer. It's going to say it controls poison ivy and dandelions and things of that sort. It's going to tell you on the fine print in the back, do not spray it on trees and shrubs. It's going to tell you on the back, do not spray when the temperatures are and, and the different brands will vary, but it'll say above 85 or 90 degrees on St. Augustine, which I think is okay. what you're calling carpet grass because it can damage the St. Augustine. So you have to be kind of careful and honor what they tell you. But that will control uh, whatever you have that is a, a broadleafed weed, a non-grass that is doing the stinging. We don't have to identify it as long as we can put it in a category. So I've given you a perfect answer. I just am not entirely sure what we're trying to kill. Okay, because I'm, I'm thinking it may be that stinging nettle. Is what That's I'm fine. It, it doesn't have to be identified. I've given you the perfect answer. Uh, okay, the broadleaf killer. Broadleafed weed killer is what you're asking for okay. at, any, at any independent retail garden center or any good hardware store, not necessarily one of the big national places where uh, the, the, the clerk also sells, um, you know, toilet seats or something. Right. I picked a bad example, probably, but there you go. Hey, Alice, I hope that helps. I really appreciate your call. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Have a wonderful day. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, we will come back and go to Joanne. In Brenham, we have have lines open. I've opened some lines up for you, just for you. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Don't don't make weed control any harder than you have to because the, the first step, is to know what kind of weed it is, not by name, but by general category. And you can go a long ways just with that information. I have a message from Mueller for you right now, and uh, it's a wonderful message. I want you to know that the folks of Mueller are doing it again. For the 13th year, they are giving away a free building to one nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. Now, this isn't just a building. It's a 4,000-square-foot facility to be built by the helping hands of Mueller, dedicating to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how to enter. Go to MuellerInc.com. I'll spell it for you in a moment. And click on Helping Hand. And that's where you can complete a questionnaire about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 18. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Or call 877-268-3553. That's Mueller, Inc., Then click on Helping Hands or call 877-268-3553. Good for them. Good for Mueller. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. And we're ready to go back to the phone line. I still have an open line. I haven't filled them all uh, completely up this morning yet. I want to do that. Let's try that. 
It's a fun feeling as a talk show host. 888-256-1080. I know what you're doing. You're working in your yard, and uh, you're just listening. I'm cool with that. That's fine. 888-256-1080. Let's go to Joanne in Brenham. Joanne, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I really do enjoy your show. Thank you. What can I do for you? Okay, I have some mature boxwoods that about every third one has about half of the stem or the leaves are dead. And it's sporadic. It's about a 14-foot area. And they are mature. They get very little sunshine. Well, that's not good. When, than, when did this start uh, showing up? Did it show up after the cold, or has it been going on longer no, than that? No, It was there when we moved here uh, a year and a half ago. All and right. uh, the, We also have boxwood space in the west, but they get plenty of sunshine, and every one is beautifully green. All right, so and how tall green. are these shrubs that are losing their leaves? How Have they been pruned a good bit? They're about two feet, eight, I would say 20 to 24 inches tall. All right, that's very short. Uh, I don't know which uh, type of boxwood you have. There are several types, but most uh, boxwood, if left unpruned, the, the Japanese boxwoods and the different selections of Japanese boxwood will get uh, oh, three or four feet tall if left unpruned. Not that we would ever want to do that, but they probably can be maintained better at, at three feet than they can at 20 to 24 inches. And they may it, just they wear out. Be. They may just wear out over a period of time, especially in the shade. Uh, it's it's a little like punishing them every time we prune them, um, uh, as if to say, "Well, appreciate your growing, but we don't want it." And you take it off, and the plant doesn't have any vigor after a while. And and so that may be part of it. The shade is certainly not a good thing because they are not a not a heavy shade plant. I have a lot of boxwood in my landscape just because I wanted something a little more upright than dwarf yopon holly. I, I use it a lot more than I do boxwood, but but um, but I don't have boxwood would it, in shade. Would it be beneficial to go in there and clip out all of the dead foliage and see what happens? Well, it can't hurt. If it's dead, it's not going to come back. And so, yeah, you can try that. I, I just don't know. I don't know how big the gaps are going to be. I can't see it, so I don't have any way of telling you whether it's going to look awful or not. There comes a time when, when you have to remodel the landscape. I have a couple of beds in my landscape that I'm, I'm going to have to tear out and start over. We've been in our home 44 years, and, and one of the beds is along our driveway, and this will be the third bed, a third planting in it. Each of the yeah. uh, prior two have lasted about 20 years, and the plants just get that's, tired. That's kind of where I was going with that earlier. Yeah. You have to individually replace maybe every third one. Or something well, like the that. problem in doing that is then you, you never get a real match because, number one, you may not have the same variety of boxwood. Uh, like I mentioned, there are several different kinds. And secondly, um, y- you don't have... You don't have plants that, that look right together. You have a really vigorous young pup coming along, and then you have uh, you have the old ones that are trying to hang on. And, and uh, that, any, do, what you, do what you need to. I can't see it, so I don't have a right to vote on this one. Any suggestion for foliage or shrub foliage for, for a heavily shaded uh, area? Absolutely. Boy, boy, do I after this winter. I, I, <laughs> I am, I've always said for 50 years in this business, I have said I am a holly fanatic, and I am now more than ever, ever okay. a holly fanatic. They came through 
just like speedboats through the the winter and no, no uh, there, I have 35 different kinds in my landscape, and they, they vary from uh, the, the small ones like Carissa and Dwarf Yopan, Dwarf Chinese and Dwarf Burford, all the way up to, um, I'm in alkaline soil, so I can't grow some of the ones you would be able to grow, but uh, I grow up to uh, Nellie R. Stevens and uh, Latifolia and some of the taller ones. So you can, you can grow so many different hollies. I, I would say the four dwarf ones that I mentioned are the, the best for replacing okay. uh, your, your uh, uh, boxwoods. I'd probably use dwarf Burford holly. I think it would make a nice kind of a, a rounded, yeah, dwarf Burford. You want dwarf. Okay. Yeah, and that'd yeah. give you nice pretty berries in the wintertime. That'd be pr- very pretty. Okay, I think I'll I think I'll go in and trim the dead foliage that's there. Give it see one what you year, have. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Then, next year, just go ahead and redo like you said. Re- if you need to, re- if you need. Re- to. Okay. All Thank right. you very much. For Happy your day. Help. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Andrew is in College Station. Let me get a break out of the way, and we'll come to Andrew next. This is for Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'll tell you what, if you want to see our yard, um, it's page 141. I don't have a book with me, but uh, I believe it's page 141 that has a photo of our backyard. It's, it's uh, I believe, in the ground cover chapter. I'm looking around here, and I, I just don't have one nearby. I will have it by the end of this break. Um, but you can see about 25 kinds of hollies in our backyard. It's a, it's a photo actually to show Mondo grass as a ground cover. Uh, but anyway, my book, um, uh, you know, when I was writing the book, I thought I need a photo of such and such. So I'd go out in our yard and take it. Um, and, and that was kind of handy. This is a very special limited time offer on the fifth printing of my book, which is going on as we speak. The, the first four printings have just, well, the last one lasted 10 months. It was 15,000 copies, thought it would last two or three years, fifteen uh, uh, 10 months. And now the, the well, anyway, the, the printing of the fifth printing has been delayed by one more week. The president of the, of the company called to say we've hit a snag. We had two of our workers get sick, not COVID, but they were off, and, and we had to shut the presses down for two or three days. Okay, whatever. So, uh, but we're about two weeks, two and a half weeks away from getting the books. I am making you this deal. Uh, it will be thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. It, it, you buy it from me. You do not buy it in stores or on Amazon. It will be thirty six ninety five. I am offering it to you because of this delay, which is kind of out of my control, but I'm still giving you the price break at thirty one ninety five. That's the lowest price it will ever be. It will never come back down to that. When I get copies of the book, that price offer will go away. This is an in-production, whatever you want to call it, a sale price. So that's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening for $31.95 plus tax and postage for a very limited time. It will not be on Amazon. It will not be in stores. It's 11 chapters, 840 of my photographs, 344 pages on high-quality paper, hardback, and uh, the fifth printing of the book, uh, it'll be a signed copy with satisfaction completely guaranteed. Here are your two ways to order. You can call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, if you wish. That's one way, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way is to go ahead and get it ordered right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y 
Gardenersocial.com. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. I have room for another call or two. We have Andrew in College Station, and you've been reticent about uh, calling in the last uh, last few uh, um, seconds of the program here, so this is your chance, 888-256-1080. And uh, we go to Andrew in College Station right now. Andrew, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Andrew. Well, there you go. See, now I could have used a call right now. That's how it works. But uh, anyway, I did uh, grab a copy of my book. I have, I'm broadcasting from my office, and uh, we have a stack in the corner of books that I have signed wrong. <laughs> and I realized it before I sent them. Let me see what I did to this one. Um, I guess his name wasn't Hank, because otherwise it looks fine. I don't know what the problem is with that book. It's not damaged. It says, Hi, Hank. Anyway, but uh, it, it was page 141. That is the page. It shows our backyard, and there's oak leaf hydrangea in bloom. There's uh, uh, shadow yopon holly, and there oh, there's a whole batch of hollies there, and mondo grass as a ground cover. So there we are. Uh, the phone number, if you'd like to call, I can take uh, probably two calls. I'll go ahead and get my last break out of the way, and, and uh, there we go. We have uh, Steve in. I don't know where Steve's from. I, I never heard of Miles, Texas. We'll find out if that's it. Steve, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. Right what close is your, to San Angelo. Miles, M-I-L-E-S? Yes, sir. Really? I'm embarrassed I didn't know that. Well, how can I help you? Uh, I put some large cedar posts underneath my carport in my in my uh, porch. I just built a new house. I've got all the bark off of them, and I want to know what to put on that to seal that would be best. A clear kind of a sealant. I don't want a stain or nothing. Um, a little bit out of my field, but let me think through it a little bit. So you're just trying to keep them from decaying any faster than they have to. Yeah, they they're all you know big large cedar posts, and they're I've got all the bark off of it. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and you're talking about the the portion that's above ground or portion that's going into the soil? No, they're they're on cement. <clears throat> Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're they're all above ground. I got you. I, yes, I didn't. Yes, I didn't tune in properly. Yeah, I didn't. I would. Uh, I would let it air dry for a little while, and then I think a paint store will have what you need, and I would put that in their bailiwick. That's their specialty. This is not really anything, uh, anything horticultural that that I'm going to know very yeah, well. I've done. Right. I've done a lot of wood turning and a lot of uh, a lot of woodworking, but not. Uh, I, that's not my specialty. I would let a good paint dealer help you. I tell them what you want. It's going to be some kind of a, I don't know if it's going to be polyurethane or if it's if they have something that would be better, but it's going to need to be uh, dried. Is this fresh cut uh, cedar post wood? No, they're, 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 they've been in here now for probably three, four months. They're dry. Yeah, no, it takes longer than that to get that oil out. But but let the let the folks, I'd, I'd ask the owner or manager of a, a really good paint store. You have some great stores in San Angelo, and I'd... I'd yeah, talk to them. Yeah. I, I would I would do that, and you can probably find some stuff online. I don't know what they use that high gloss um, finish that you see on cedar and redwood products. I'm trying to think where I would for you, I, Steve. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, you uh, you ask a well, good uh, paint question of a hack horticulturist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I listen to you all the time. I figured, heck, he didn't. Well, know don't give up know. yet. 
<laughs> I appreciate your call. Have a good one. Let me go to Andrew Thank in you. College Station. Andrew's back. Andrew, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Let me turn my volume down. Uh, I, I apologize for earlier. <laughs> no, that's all right. It happens. Disconnected. Yeah. Um, I, I have a two-part question, if you'd permit me. Sure. Um, I have, uh, we just moved out here uh, off behind the speedway down by the river. And uh, what well, used to be a speedway. And uh, What happened to the speedway? Um, the Texas Speedway up College Station. Up no, by, I, uh, I grew up in College Texas. Station. I'm, I'm aware of the speedway. What, what happened oh. to it? Oh well, they're they're making it into a, a a community. Oh, like uh, everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've they've had bulldozers tear down the whole thing. And oh my goodness! All the dirt okay, leveled the whole place out. Gotcha. But uh, but um, I'm not quite familiar with the the dirt uh, propagation back there. But um, I have uh, I have almost year round lilies, and I was looking to add some more. They're all bulbed lilies i don't know if there's i'm, I'm not a horticulturist sorry um but i got blood uh i got ox blood i got uh i got spider lilies that show up i got these uh these white bells which they said that they're lilies i'm just wondering um the first part uh, what other uh lilies could uh, the different lilies could i do you think i might be able to plant out there well that the way there's not a there's not a season that doesn't have a flower bloom no, I understand that. That's uh, that. That chapter of my book took six weeks to write. I, I don't have six weeks to to go back over it oh, now. Oh, I, and oh. I'm not trying to say you need to get my book for that. Uh, there is. Well, I, don't uh, look, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's still. I don't know if it's still in print. But Dr. William Welch uh, and and Greg Grant have a book on Southern Heirloom Gardening uh, okay. that has a lot of the bulbs listed. Uh, my the, the perennial chapter in my book is a, is a very useful and it would have almost everything you want, but mm-hmm. Bill and and Greg are longtime dear friends. Bill lives probably within ten miles of where you're talking about, okay. and uh, and and certainly I would. And he is an out. They're both outstanding experts on heirloom bulbs, and those are what you're talking about. I would get that book if it's still in print. I think it is Southern okay. Heirloom Gardening, and uh, and start with that. Yes, sir. What's your other question? Um, uh, grass is an issue in my yard, um, or lack thereof, in a heavily shaded area. Um, and after speaking to the local uh, area, the, the, the local landscaping companies, I'm, I don't want to have to put in a full rock garden if I don't have to, but it might be looking that way. Um, I was just wondering some kind of dirt cover, a plant that grows in a heavily shaded uh because I don't want to cut down my trees just for a little more. Well, life. I don't have to cut your trees down. I live uh, in a pecan forest, and uh, I don't have a blade of turf grass anymore. We started mm-hmm. with St. Augustine. That's the most shade tolerant grass that there is. If you have tried St. Augustine, or if it was tried at the house before you bought the house, whatever, and if it didn't make it, then then you are looking at uh, ground cover. Uh, mm-hmm. at that point and that's what i was talking about when i mentioned page 141 in my book that's our backyard and there's not a blade of grass in that it's it's mondo grass which is a ground cover not a turf grass yes sir. And, there and is uh, there it is gives the look of grass without without having to mow it or without having to do anything you can't play croquet on it but it gives that <laughs> texture i was like there is something that resembles grass that may be a weed it grows a little tough 
about six inches tall, and it has a deeper blue-green color. But it doesn't grow by nature. It grow like little tufts of uh, little... Well, I'm I'm talking about putting something in in a general covering so that you have the look of a lawn without having. I'm not talking about sprinkling things all over the area. That would be very choppy looking. Uh, what I'm suggesting is that you have a, a simple covering of something that would be equivalent to a lawn. It might yes, be. Uh, we when I was a kid in College <laughs> Station mowing yards, and I'd go into a yard that had a lot of shade. People had uh, English ivy, or they had uh, Vinca major. Trailer yeah, we have devil's ivy growing on the side of the house. No, I, I understand. I'm just saying that's an example of, of what a shade ground cover can look like. I would not use either of those any longer because the mondo grass is much better or purple okay. winter creeper euonymus or something else. Yes, and so there are other ground covers. I like, I like personally, and I'm not just hooked on this completely, but mondo grass is easy to use because leaves don't get stuck in it. It doesn't have any runners, and so you can blow yes, leaves sir. out of it very quickly. Okay, that that would be my suggestion. If you don't have enough sunlight for uh, for turf grass, then I would suggest you consider that. Yes, anyway, sir. hey, I'm behind now. I got to run, but I hope that helps. Appreciate yes, your call sir. very sir. much. Thank sir. you. Call me anytime. Good luck with it. All right, Neil Sperry's E Gardens. That's my electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after uh, six p.m. I hope you'll sign up for it. You can go to my website neilsperry.com to do so and i just want to tell you that that's also where you can get that really good deal on my book because the book covers you know of the 840 photos i'll bet probably 150 of them were taken in our yard and so you can kind of see what i'm talking about when i mention things that i've done at our home but anyway that's uh, neil sperry's e-gardens and all the other things you can get at my website neilsperry.com n-e-i-l S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Order the book there. Click on the eGardens tab and take a look at eGardens and sign up for it there. All of that available to you at neilsperry.com. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come back by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and then how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. More for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. That uh, pretty well wraps the program up. I want to um, tell you that at this point in uh, in April, Things look like they're about two weeks behind across the state of Texas. This would be a wonderful time for you to get your your application of fertilizer out on your lawn. And for most of the state of Texas, unless you have a soil test that shows otherwise, you would be well served with a high nitrogen or all nitrogen fertilizer with upwards of half of that nitrogen in slow release form. If you have no idea what I just said, talk to a Texas certified nursery professional or a really good hardware store dealer 
not a national chain store, but a local dealer who knows products. Uh, you can also get a lot of help at, at good feed stores. They know what they're doing. But anyway, that's uh, this is the time to fertilize and get your plants off to a good start. Starting to warm up a little bit, maybe not today <laughs> for most of Texas, but I've enjoyed this very much. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next week, same place. Have a great week. Jared Taylor, thank you much. Until then, happy gardening.